0: Welcome to The Midnight Show. This is brought to you by Street Style Cinema, and today's guest is Gavin. Hello. Hello, Gavin. How are you? I am so good today. So good to see you. How are you? I'm doing so good.
1: Um, what have you been up to today? Um, Nothing much, honestly. I've been, I've been trying to like, um, hone in on my drawing skills. You know, I haven't been like, I haven't been like a very good artist, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Like if you're rating on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a solid in the middle, you know, like a five, like I can doodle my way through like a project, but I'm not going to like paint a portrait of somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not that talented, but, um, I've been trying to hone in on my drawing skills. So I've been starting off kind of small, just doing, like, little doodles and yeah. stuff like that. I bought, like, a book to do it. so oh, cool. Yeah. I, like, woke up this morning and, I don't know, I just, like, started drawing, um... <laughs> I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Awesome. And I've been trying to keep away, like, find a way to keep my notes, like, organized mm-hmm. about, like, what we do each session. So I've been, like, drawing, like, what happens during the session, That's basically. <laughs> and then writing down, like, all of the other stuff. So, like, the last session we were in a cave, so I drew, like, a little cave scene. That's super cute. And honestly, like, do you ever, like, try something and you, like, you feel like you're going to be, like, really bad at it at first and you're like oh you know I'm gonna be generous with myself I'm gonna give myself time and then next Mm -hmm. thing you know like you kind of wow yourself and you're like okay not
0: so bad is
1: this what 3 a.m does to you like absolutely (laughs) it
0: does 3 a.m is prime time for artistry yeah I agree
1: exactly I don't know like just uh, it's the witching hour I guess I just like yes got overpowered
0: I it's the magic of the witching hour (laughs) exactly awesome well love drawing. I need to, I need to hone in my skills too. Yeah. That's next on the list, I guess.
1: It's just hard to like, I guess, like think of stuff organically to draw. Cause I know a lot of people do like impressionisms where they really like, you know, I guess, I'm um, draw other things in certain yeah. ways, but like, like I just, I want to, I don't know, like, <sighs> I always think of stuff and I feel like I'm reaching a little out of my league for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, like I really want to draw, I don't know, like a dwarf writing a goose, but no (laughs) way can I draw a goose, a dwarf, neither of them together writing one or the other. So I don't know. I, it's just like one of those things where I'm just like,
0: Oh, I'll be generous.
1: And then I'm like, I can't do it that well.
0: (laughs) Not animals. We'll have, we'll have a doodle day. Oh, yeah. Doodle day in the park. Absolutely. Well, I
1: started doodling because of the, um, uh, gosh, what is it? The stick and the, poke stuff. Awesome. Because, like, I wanted to, like, if I wanted to do stick and poke, I wanted to make sure I was good at, like, doodling Draw, something. Yeah. So, yeah, I just started doing, like, some small stuff here and there. And that's why so I got cute. the book. So I could, like, I don't know, guess have, like, a little catalog, like, a <laughs> yeah, like, tattoo catalog.
0: studio. Sweet. Absolutely. Well, let's... Let's talk about your blog. Let's okay. Talk about what you've been up to. Oh man! So
1: the blog has been very up in the air recently with everything going on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it all kind of started, kind of basically when this new semester started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was keeping up with it pretty well, and actually, Battle of the Bands was happening, right? And with my journalism degree, I was using Battle of the Bands to like do stories for that degree, mm-hmm. as well as, like, for my personal blog. Yeah. So, it was just, like, hitting multiple birds with one huge freaking boulder, you right.
0: know? Like, you just running them over with the boulder. It was a blessing.
1: It's one of those things where, like, you don't have to think about the project. You're just, yep. like, I've already been working on this. I already know who these people are. Yeah. Interviewed them already for my other stuff. So, like, it, it was just a cakewalk. And then
0: awesome. coronavirus happened. It was, And everything um, went to shit. <laughs>
1: it, yes, it was a total shit show. It was. and. I don't know. Like it was just, uh, it's just crazy. And so once coronavirus happened, I mm-hmm. kind of just, um, kind of had to lay low because mm-hmm. first, like school, wa- UNC was just shitting itself, right? So were all of the other universities and colleges everywhere, right? And I had to go back to Texas to like stay with my family, and I ended up staying there for like almost a month I just with everything going
0: on. You, I didn't know you went to Texas. Yeah, the, okay. my parents
1: moved there um, right after I graduated high school. Right.
0: I didn't know you were there for, like, a month, though. Yeah, it was
1: way longer than I thought it would be. Absolutely bananas. But, because I just went down there for spring break, and then I stayed for another, like, two or three weeks. And, honestly, the best, because nothing is better than just having, I don't know, just, like, being on your own for a while and having to, like, figure out what you're going to do for yourself, how you're going to, like, nurture yourself throughout the day. And then coming home and your mom's just like, I made spaghetti, and you're just like, oh, (laughs) thank yep. you. <laughs> yep. But, um, oh, my mom's spaghetti is so good. <laughs> spaghetti
0: <smells> so good.
1: <laughs> I know, but yeah, so I was there for a while and I didn't have any of my equipment with me. And okay. so I had, before coronavirus and quarantine and everything, we still had all four of the preliminary rounds for Battle of the Bands. Okay. And I had finished, so the first photo shoot that I had for like the first Night didn't go as well as I had planned and I didn't know my cameras all that well. Yeah. And I found out that the school camera that I was renting was way better in dark light situations than
0: my and, camera that I personally
1: yeah. had could ever do. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know whether it was like mirrorless, like I'm not a huge, like I'm still working on like camera knowledge, but Me too. yeah, aren't we all <laughs> at this point? I can't tell the difference between aperture, whatever, but it just, um, I had a, the other three nights, I had their photos, and once I figured out that the other camera was so good, God, I took, like, 2,000 photos each yeah. night. It was crazy. And, I mean, like, because they were, like, moving so fast on stage, you just shutter you have speed, to, and you yeah. hope you grab freaking something. Exactly. Yeah, so I, when I was stuck with my parents, I didn't have access to any of that, because uh-huh. I didn't have the SD card, I didn't have, like, my no. laptop to edit. Yeah, it was high-quality trash. I felt so bad. Love it. And so um, after that, like, things started getting back to normal, and I came back, and I edited all the photos, and I didn't really know, I didn't want to, like, put them out somewhere and be like, oh, this happened, like, months ago, right? and I just finally got back to yeah. them. So I'm still, like, trying to find a way to nicely, because I finished them pretty recently, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find a nice way to... um send them to the bands and just kind of be like, hey, I know you've never met me. I took photos of you and it right. took me forever to get them done.
0: Right. Because you don't want to be like, well, like, I took these pictures, but, like, fuck you guys. I was kind of busy. So, like, here they are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just, I I want them to at least have them. Right. And, I mean, they're obviously not paying me for this. So, it's not like I'm, like, you know, holding back something yeah. on, like, my end of the bargain. So, that makes me feel a little better, but... Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out, but um, I told you this earlier before we started recording, mm-hmm. I'm switching to Squarespace. Yes. So, because Micah from one of your other episodes, he was talking to me about how he was putting together like a website for mm-hmm. like all of like, I guess. Colorado bands to like get together with venues and everything. Right. We talked about that
0: on Drive to Colorado Springs ah, a little bit. Yes, dude. So cool.
1: Such a cool idea. We've been working on it and I've been drawing up some like mock mm-hmm. logos. Super cool.
0: Yeah, dude. And
1: I, I'm honestly not sure if he like really wants me to talk about this because he's like, oh, it's got to be like open the air. Like this- we're still like starting from ground zero, like a super yeah. huge grassroots project. But I don't know. Just like the way things are lining up and like, Trying to get like um, someone to like design a website for us that's mm-hmm. like live and active, as well as like finding people who'd be able to write news stories for the website and then yeah. still be able to connect everybody together mm-hmm. in the music scene. It's just something I find so freaking cool, so cool, so cool. And that's something that I really wanted my blog to do, in mm-hmm. the sense that I wanted to be able to connect people to their local music. Right. Yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Yeah, because um, I grew up in Nashville mm-hmm. until I graduated and came to college after high school, and I, like, I took it for granted while I was there. I really freaking did. I love Nashville, and I loved, like, the music scene that they had, mm-hmm. but the thing was, I never knew anything about it. Right. And so, like, um, like, even just, like, on the outskirts of Nashville and in the heart of Nashville. Like, of course there were local bands. People go there to, like, you know, start off their career, Music City. But I never saw any advertisements. Like, I mean, now I know, like, playwrights, they actually, like, sponsor some of their photos and stuff like that. So that way, like, even though I follow them on Instagram, Uh I'll scroll through and it'll be like, hey, here they are. Super cool. Sponsored, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess, obviously, back when I was in high school, like, two thousand. 16. Yeah. One of those people that's like
0: way too long ago. <laughs> it's like three years <laughs> ago. So old. <laughs> so old my arthritis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um yeah, I guess it wasn't like that wasn't super available back then, mm-hmm. but still I just didn't hear anything about it. And I had one friend that I actually acted with for a long time in like elementary school, middle school, and high school. and um, his name's Patrick Wong, and mm-hmm. he has a band. Plug for you, Patrick. He has a band called um, The Low Blow. Okay. Based in like the Nashville, Clarksville area uh-huh. in Tennessee. So good. Very, very good band. He yep. is one of the most talented people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I love Patrick. And um, gosh, like he just, um, he was the one person that I knew that had like a band and he had a few over time. Yeah. But yeah, he just like, um, he was the only one I knew. So any shows that I went to were basically his or um, another artist, Ben Ricketts, mm-hmm. who I really enjoy. Um, but he's based in Missouri. So I think Missouri, Indiana, I'm not sure. Sorry, Someone. Ben. <laughs> if you're hearing this, sorry, Ben. Um, but yeah, so like those were the only people I had ever really seen.
0: Yeah.
1: And so what I wanted to do with my blog was be able to t- show people because I mean, just from being here, maybe it's because I was in college and I wasn't like, you know, like I was living on my own, trying to find my own people. Like Mm -hmm. I just found so many good people in the scene. Right. Like very talented individuals. Absolutely. And some of them became like my closest friends. Yeah. Obviously. And so it's just one of those things where I would go to these shows and it would be obviously be completely different and way more intimate than any other big show at like the Gothic, or at the Fillmore, and it's spectacular, like, Gestalt is one of my favorite local bands to go Mm -hmm. see, and, like, their shows, like, they just get people crazy, and they have a beautiful audience of people who literally just show up to support the music, and Mm -hmm. to dance, and buy merch, and it's really fun.
0: Like, okay, let's talk about that for a second, (laughs) because obviously, like, huge concerts, super fun, I mean... Like you go see your favorite bands, and it's like it's a it's a huge thing, and yeah. it's super special. And you know, you get mm-hmm. their merch, and you get whatever. Mm-hmm. Tickets are super expensive, so it's like a you know you can't do it all the time. Yeah, but local shows so underrated. I wish so many people would go to more local shows. Find out your local bands because oh, yeah. it's it's a whole different experience. It's important,
1: and I even like. I feel like I've been so immersed in the scene at this point that like I'm starting to notice kind of like the small changes between a band that like may have been based in Denver versus Mm -hmm. Fort Collins just based on like just based on like who they know and like the kind of music they play I'm just kind of like okay like not that like I know your influences I know your secrets but like I'm just kind of like oh like maybe they're from Fort Collins or maybe they're from Greeley. No you know their secrets. Yeah I know I know their top secret recipe okay but yeah, it's just local shows are so fun and a lot of times they're fucking free. Exactly. They're free, And like all you have to all they ask is like go. Maybe donate to us. Like yeah. cause some of them like they're doing tours, but like it's just like in-state tours, or maybe they're like kind of dipping into like other states around right. us. But other than that, like they're just like donate money, please. Right. Like you don't have to. You would just
0: Like if you can.
1: Yeah, and also the venues. The venues are very cute. There's one in Fort Collins called Blast and Scrap, and it's actually, um, I think by day. By day it's like, you know, your average um I guess like uh gosh. By day it's your average like antique um art store like okay. you can buy like beads and stuff like that but by night oh they like block what? everything to the side all of like the walls are like spray painted and in the back oh they have like a, they have a whole like concert setting with like cool lights and like nice okay. speakers and everything yeah it's super neat and they've actually because of corona they've actually also been um like doing outside shows right uh-huh. outside of their place where awesome. they do like stand-up comedy and shit like that but yeah like Just the venues themselves, like, you just meet local people that, like, aren't super corporate, Mm -hmm. and they just, like, they want to have a good time. Like, Eli Corliss, I'm sure Mm -hmm. people freaking talk about him. He's huge in Greeley, and he's such a spectacular guy. So nice.
0: Okay, where is this place in Fort Collins? I've never heard of this. This (laughs) sounds amazing. Can we go, please? Yes,
1: dude. A Blast and Scrap is just one of the many nice places in Fort Collins Uh where you can get an awesome show. And I think it's just like, gosh, I'm trying to remember where exactly it is in Fort Collins. It's kind of like, it's literally like in a strip mall. Like, I remember I pulled up the first time and I was like, Where the fuck am I? I was like, literally, like, I'm probably going to get kidnapped. I saw this on Instagram. Like, who knows if this is real? Right.
0: Like, this is back alley, like, luring into my van. Like, come get my candy. Kidnapped.
1: Yeah, and like it's it's weird because like all of the front lights were off, and I was like, oh man, like
0: maybe I missed it. Yeah. What the
1: heck? But yeah, you just literally walk in and walk straight back past like all the spray painted walls, and then it's just like a whole setup with like stuff hanging from the ceiling. Like it w- it's a very cool way to like utilize the space, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like supporting local art too, yeah. like stand even stand up comedians, like.
0: They just Tons go and fun. perform there. It's awesome. It's like a it's like a concert speakeasy.
1: Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like, um, it reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Pinball Jones. Love that place. Yeah, in I the sense where it's place. just, like, so freaking dark in there. And yeah. you're like, what's going on? There's, yeah. like, the occasional, like, red or blue light from a neon yeah. sign. And you're just, like, freaking out. All these people
0: are around you. Uh-huh. Yeah, the neon I love that. Vibes. Okay, so cool. All right, we're going to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So running your blog, your what did you say a second ago? And I was gonna ask you about it and then was it about SquarePoint Squarespace or something? It was not about Squarespace. Or linking people about. together. Maybe. I don't know. I Maybe it's about your photography. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> I know what it was. Our Colorado Springs trip. Yes. So for yes. our listeners, Gavin, super talented photographer, also super talented. Cinematographer. (laughs) Cinema. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss. kiss. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) So Gavin and I are just morphing into the same person at this point. Yeah, at this point. Yes. Interview yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Jasmine interviews Jasmine, but with bubblegum pink hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is fabulous, by the way. Thank you. But anyway, (laughs) tell me about your, your toe dipping into cinematography. Honestly, like, you have, like, you have, like, your goals, like,
1: your dreams that you want to do with your life, and then you have your realistic goals. So... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, my realistic goal kind of goes with, like, the journalism program, and, like, fallback plan is, like, my minor in criminal justice, so, like, knowing, like, the courts and how to write, I'd be able to do something, mixing those two together. Mm -hmm. For our listeners, I don't don't expect me to tell you what kind of job I'm looking for. It's just a fallback <laughs> plan that I felt safe with. <laughs> but Exactly. Um dream goal, honestly, like I would love to move to like a big city like mm-hmm. I mean, I would hate myself to be like LA or New York, but like yeah. a bigger city than Greeley, exactly. obviously. <laughs> and I want to be able to make cool music videos. I want to be like a mm-hmm. Cole Bennett, you know? Yes. Like I want to like Cole Bennett, he actually um I've heard of him before, and I saw a lot of his music videos with, like, rappers who um, were coming up. Like, I mm-hmm. remember uh, Lil Tecca. His was super crazy because okay. people were like, wow, like, nobody really heard about this rapper, but all of a sudden he has a music video done by Cole Bennett. That's crazy. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I saw his one that he did for Jack Harlow for What's Poppin'. Okay. Yes. Whoa! Yes, yes. That one, I mean... Obvious bias, because Jack Harlow is probably one of my favorite rappers from the South. He's, you love him. Yeah, he's a very awesome guy, very down-to-earth. And I saw him live with Holly, and mm-hmm. he blew my mind. Just an amazing performer. Deserves every ounce of wealth and fame that he gets, mm-hmm. 100%. So talented. But he, um, his music video with Cole Bennett was so well put together. Like It kind of reminded me of director Edward, Edward Wright. Uh-huh. Is that his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar wow, Wright. I know. Stupid. I got you. Thank Not you. Stupid. I got you. But yeah, Edgar Wright. He like it just oh when the movements sync up with the music. That is my shit. I
0: live for that.
1: Like I really cannot, like even begin to describe how much how much of a whore I am for like match action.
0: God damn, ain't well, that the truth? <laughs> like
1: I. <laughs> I full 100% push the nut button. It is Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like I remember like when I lived with Holly, we would be editing for like, like video classes for journalism and stuff. And like, it would, you know, it's supposed to be like a news story. So it's gotta be like kind of catchy, but also like telling you the facts Right. and nothing I loved better than like being able to sync things up Mm -hmm. or like being able to move things with itself and like have yeah. nice transitions. And also like one shot, he's putting the cup down and then there's another quick closer shot where like, he's un- letting go of the cup. Yes. Like, Oh, just, I love that stuff. And I love learning Thank about you. It. Yes, yes. I'm a whore for it. So anything by Edgar Wright, I immediately love.
0: Or, um, we are the same person. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> oh God. She almost fell off the bed. <laughs> but um yeah or uh actually like okay go i'm pretty sure we've talked about this we before. have talked about this. yeah but okay Go's music videos are h- like i highly recommend them mm-hmm. in terms of like just being so freaking cool like yes. still being able to move in slow motion but also keeping up with the music itself at mm-hmm. a regular pace um just the cool things that they do there's one that they have i think it's for obsession to be honest with you I think it's the song Obsession, and um, I think it's when they have all the printers behind them, and they're all printing out nice colors. Yes. Yeah, and it's like a cool design, and they're like flying at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like, I just really like their design and the way they think about stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so, big dream would be to incorporate that into what I've learned through college and like making music videos for a living
0: that's how I aspire to edit honestly yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. and so like coming back to your question definitely um like dipping my toe into that Mm -hmm. like I mean I've done it for school before but like it was again more newsworthy right so
0: like a creative yeah outlet now yeah Yeah.
1: and actually like filming Battle of the Bands because I did um uh packages on them so it was like video with like my narration over it oh I didn't know you did that yeah cool. and so that was one of the first times that I actually like I was really um because I was really excited to do it because a lot of the other stories I was like I gotta go interview someone and I'm scared to talk to them and I don't know who they are because I have to be professional yeah what am I gonna take videos of I'm scared like but here like I felt like I don't know. It sounds so weird, but I just felt, like, in my zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I knew exactly what to take videos of, Mm -hmm. and when I was editing, like, that was probably one of the first times that I, like, did not dread editing a video.
0: That's, and that's so relieving, because editing, like... Editing is not my favorite part, for sure. Mm. But if you're excited to do it, it makes it so much easier.
1: Yeah, because it yeah. just, it just let, like, just catching the videos themselves, like, while I was at the concert, just mm-hmm. letting those creative juices, like, flowing, I was like, yes. oh, I'm gonna make such cool shit with this. Yeah. And I remember I showed it to someone who worked at um, who worked in Wyoming at one of the news stations. Oh, they cool. knew like one of our professors. So she came in and talked to us and I showed her that video. Yeah, And she said she had some, you know, journalistic points like, oh, where's your interview? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's when I kind of realized, like I told her, I was like, well, I got all of these good shots. I didn't want to sacrifice them. So that way right. I could fit more weird information into a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. And anyways, like, these videos I was making, I wanted to, like, add natural sound of the music. I wanted to add all of the players. exactly. So, like, the videos would take up, like, they would be, like, three minutes long. Which is, like, three times longer than any yeah. package is supposed to be for news. But I just... I, yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: think if you're doing... If, like, you're recording a band, honestly, like, their music is gonna speak more than, like, whatever interview you're gonna do with them. Be Well... I mean, not all the time, but oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to be, like, tired and crazy and sweaty and, like, let me get out of here after their after their show or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, um, recording their actual stuff is really good. Yeah, I really think that, like, um, capturing
1: what they do on stage says a lot about the artists themselves. Exactly. And, like, how they interact. And, I mean, that was the whole point of Battle of the Bands. Like, their, yeah. um, what's it, like, their scoring sheet. It dealt mm-hmm. with all kinds of stuff. And it even had like, I mean, how well the band reacted to the audience, how well the audience reacted to the band. That's like so cool. them meshing together versus yeah. the band meshing with each other. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely like that's something that's very important. And so yeah, I just I don't know. I felt like that was important to show into videos like that. Like kind of yeah. give the audience like their own little taste of, oh, this is what they sound like. Right. So like if you wanted to look them up on Spotify, they're all there. Check out more. Yeah. yeah. And so I also linked those to my blog because I was like, anyways, I made them for class and they say a lot about like what's been going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I just, I really do want to make videos like that in that whole instance with like making those for class. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like I definitely want to take a more creative approach to things as opposed to like, oh, like, I mean, with journalism, you have basically like set up like a, system of blanks that you just like put things in for what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's just like a whole from the blank i don't know like structure Mm -hmm. so like each package kind of sounds the same each article is kind of written the same yeah and so um Yeah, that's kind of been my whole struggle with the journalism program is like trying to step out of that box and like being like, this is awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not what we really asked you to do. And I was like, which is
0: hard. But I mean, after you graduate, like, honestly, because you have the journalism background and you already have your foot way in the local music scene door and I mean, just music scene in general, Mm -hmm. because I know your music taste ranges like (laughs) everywhere. So, music videos would be so cool for you. Yeah, no,
1: I definitely... It'd be be a nice, like, side hustle. For sure. I don't know if I'd be able to, like, 100% rely on it as a job, but it would be a a nice side hustle. But it's gotten to the point where anything... Again, criminal justice, fallback plan, anything I want to do with journalism is going to have to revolve around music. It's going to have to. Like, there's no other way. You love it so much. Yeah, it's just... It's something that... It kind of makes me feel like a kid again whenever I found something that I really liked. And I was like, I'm obsessed. Yep. Except instead of like me being a kid where I was obsessed for about a week. And then I was like, "Eh, I'm bored. Like, this is something that like I do. I get excited about like I and ah, it's just like it's really exciting to like feel that passion, especially Mm -hmm. when you're in a weird time like college where you're like, wow, I have to decide what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Exactly. Like I came here for a musical theater degree.
0: Wait! Yeah. No wait. I'm sorry. You didn't tell me that. What? Saving it specifically for the podcast. Oh my god! Okay, listeners, right now you're getting you're getting the top secret scoop right now. <laughs> Lay it on me. Let's hear it. So,
1: yeah, I. Originally, was wanting to go to CU Boulder for acting, mm-hmm. for musical theater. Um, Way too expensive. Way Very. too expensive. Yeah. And I barely got any financial aid for it, which was mm-hmm. bananas to me. But so it was kind of one of those last minute ditch efforts where my parents were like, all of the schools that you apply for are good and they all accepted you, but mm-hmm. they're expensive. So you're going to have to find something else yeah. or apply for more scholarships, which at that time I had like a fucking month left. And then yeah. I was like,
0: I can't do that. I can't do that. So here we are in Greeley. Yeah. So then <laughs>
1: transition, I pick UNC because it was actually rated pretty high in Colorado for musical theater.
0: Which it is. It still is. Yeah, yeah. It still
1: is. And I was like very impressed. I was like, wow. I mean, honestly, at this point, why wouldn't I go? Right. And I liked the area a lot. I remember when my mom and I came for admissions day. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited about it. My mom was like, oh, yeah. Like, this is this where you're going to go. Yeah. And so, um, the only problem was, I remember during Admissions Day, I was able to talk to people in um, the hall where they do musical theater. Fraser. Frasier, <laughs> yes. I was talking to, professor, to two professors in Fraser Hall, and they were telling me that, like, um, because I already had my audition tape recorded. Cool. They just, like, I had sent an email to them, and I never got anything back. Mm-hmm. So then I was just kind of like, okay, well, I'll just bring it. So I... Brought my recording on my laptop or on my phone or something. Yeah. And then I also just, like, had it memorized anyways awesome. as a monologue. So mm-hmm. I was like, if they want me to perform it on the spot, I'll do it. Like I'm, go. Yeah, like, last minute, I'm going for this. But they told me they literally closed auditions, like, a week before yeah. I applied. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I was like, dang, I'm going to have to, like, find something else mm-hmm. instead of being undeclared, and then I'll just, like, try again. So then I picked journalism and I liked the journalism program, but at the time it wasn't what I wanted to do because Mm -hmm. I was so stuck on theater. I did so much in middle school and high school. Like that was just like one passion that I knew I loved. Yeah. Like being on stage. I love, I love Love the idea of being on stage and acting, but, um, over time, I just like I remember auditioning for a Midsummer Night's Dream my freshman year, and
0: what a show! <laughs> I know, right? And I was
1: like excited because I had done it before. And okay, s- and so um, it was like, but it wasn't like an actual show. It was like one we did for like the Parks and Rec at the local feeder yeah. I worked at. So like we like all it was just a bunch of different kids, all different ages, and mm-hmm. we just like intertwined with like different stuff. Like four different people would play one character and just oh, wear like yeah. the same outfit or yeah, yeah, something, yeah. but. Yeah, um, so I remember trying out for that, (laughs) and it was so funny to me because, like, I got there, and I remember a few people tried to talk to me, because, like, all I had was, like, my monologue, just, like, Mm put it on a sheet of paper in my hand, and I had, like, um, one of my, you know, resumes with my picture on it, yeah, because I didn't have a printer at home, so I had to print out a black and white photo of myself in the library. Awesome. Yeah, no, definitely probably wasn't a good move. So, uh, I did it anyways. I tried it, and obviously I didn't get a part, and I was like, all right, whatever. So then I tried out for another musical that they had. Mm-hmm. I think it was, gosh, I can't remember the name. It was set in some, like, 1920s. There's like, a 1920s flapper.
0: Wait, at UNC? Yeah. Was it, like... I don't want to say, like, start a riot, but that's Sh- not it. Shit. I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's, like, I a crazy one. Remember. Like, uh,
1: it was, like, crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was a stupid one. Well, not stupid, but it was, like, just a wild show, and they wanted you to sing a song, like, from the time period. So mm-hmm. I remember I chose Screw Loose. Yes! I, <laughs> I would sing that song in my sleep. I love that song so much. Right. I could belt that shit like No Tomorrow because, like, I mean, it got to the, like, it was one of those, I always thought that, like, you kind of had to sound coarse when you were singing as you a character. To. Yeah. And so I felt a little relaxed in that, like, oh, I don't have to sing it perfectly, like, if I was doing, like, you know, a Disney piece or something. Right. Like, this bitch crazy. Yeah, so she crazy. Sing crazy. So, um, I remember I did that, and I didn't, I had, like, a little folder with some sheet music in, like, just, like, little sheet protectors and Mm -hmm. stuff and i walked in i remember this one girl like stopped me and she had like her black binder fucking like three inches yeah thick and she was like oh what are you doing where are you from she's like what what major are you and i was Uh just like oh i'm i'm a journalism major and i said do people that aren't like that aren't like theater Uh majors do they get roles and she's like i remember my freshman year like one guy was an english major and he got to play like a background character and i was like
0: okay (laughs) okay wait okay wait can we pause for a second we're going to have a little hot take right here, alright? Hot take. Tell and me And because those. I doubt that anybody from the musical theater program is listening. Um, mm-hmm. however, they're kind of mean. A hot this, <laughs> yeah, this isn't even a hot take. I mean, it's kind of is, but not really. All right, look. Look. I like I've done I think I've done two dance shows mm-hmm. at UNC. And most of the musical theater people have a dance minor because you can't have a dance major here. And, like, I've been dancing since I was three years old. Like, mm-hmm. danced all over the place. And, like, You have of, experience. I have experience. None of these people, none of these people, I have no idea, right? Yeah. Um, and, okay, you know what? The, like, this is not, this is a general statement. I have, some of my best friends are in the musical theater program. Of course. General statement. Some of these people, which at the time I was a criminal justice major at yeah, this time when okay. I was doing these shows, and they're like, "What major are you? Oh, you're a criminal justice major? Oh, okay." And I was yeah. like, "You have no idea. You have but no it's right. Fine. Yeah, but that's fine. you have no know right." And I auditioned. I auditioned for cabaret when they did it last year. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm definitely a dancer first before a singer. But like my audition slapped, and I was like, "Hell yeah. yeah! Like let's do this!" And I remember same exact thing you just said, the binder. Oh the, yeah, the where, like, where, where are, are you, Jim? Where are you from? <laughs> like major <where laughs> are you? And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> what
1: the no, fuck right now. I so, remember I told Micah about it because mm-hmm. I was telling him the this whole story. Yeah, and I remember he was like, "Yeah, sometimes they're really freaking mean. They're mean, and like he's like he's in the program as like an educator." So like he doesn't right. he doesn't take like the same exact classes as people who want to do musical theater but as a they, profession they lap over oh yeah and yeah. like he's had his interactions he's like yeah sometimes they're mean and yeah a hundred percent and like I could kind of see it because I remember in high school I was super into theater yeah. at my high school and like when we would have big musicals we would have one play in the fall and one musical in the spring yeah and when we would have these big musicals the choir kids would come in and like some of them because it was a musical some yeah. of them had to have acting
0: roles right because Which I get it. Literally yeah. the
1: five people, including me, who were in every single performance. Not mm-hmm. all of us could sing that well. Not all right. of us could sing like Daddy Warbucks and Annie. Okay? <laughs> God bless. Yeah. But, but um, we may do. And I remember, like, being frustrated mm-hmm. because I had the experience of working with the professional actors from the Roxy that I would volunteer at. Right. And how serious they were because, obviously, oh, they were getting paid for this job. You worked at the Roxy. Yes. Shit. <laughs> I worked there, oh my gosh. I probably, uh, I started summer of sixth grade and I had to stop probably my summer of freshman year. Wow. Honestly, the politics I were in that were bananas. Believe the, it. And the people who owned the Roxy, they were terrible people at that time. They're yeah. never going to listen to this. So fuck John and Tom. They can...
0: Yeah, fuck John and fuck Tom. Fuck off to Key West,
1: honestly. Because <laughs> I'm... Um, it was this whole scandal. We had this pennies for place thing where mm-hmm. like um, we would carry around buckets during the intermission and people would donate in order to basically the whole thing was they wanted to tear down the Roxy and rebuild it brand new, make it freaking huge. Okay. Because there was an empty parking lot next to the Roxy building and be- like in between the Roxy and another building, just an so empty parking lot. Make it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it ginormous. And they were all saying like, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. And then literally we found out one summer, probably the summer... After I quit, we found out that John and Tom took all of that money.
0: Uh-huh. To,
1: because they weren't making enough from the Roxy. So they took all of that money and pocketed it and tried to pay the rest of the actors with it. And yeah. then when they couldn't finish that, they just fucked off to Key West. Dicks. Yeah. And then didn't like they left everything. Awesome. Yeah. And that was, it was they didn't say goodbye to anybody. And John McDonald, if Patrick Wong is listening to this, he will definitely <laughs> understand. John McDonald is one of the slimiest dudes mm-hmm. I have ever met. He yes. was he was older and he was so into musical theater. He was so mean about it. Yeah. I have never heard so much about Anna Kreninina in my entire freaking <laughs> life. He would read one chapter every morning. I remember he would tell oh us that. Oh my god. One chapter every morning. He would just read through it, skim it, and I'd be like, What?
0: you telling us about mm-hmm. now Karenina? I don't
1: give a fuck. Yeah, yeah I really like I was just kind of like ah, oh, like oh, or like kids would come in for like the parks and rec thing because their parents wanted them to do something over the summer. Yeah. And then when they'd introduce themselves they'd have to say like you know basic information name age whatever and then why they chose to be there. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids would be like oh well like I'm just here because like my mom made me. Yeah. John would rip them up freaking new one he'd be like if you don't want to be here you can get out
0: like you can get the fuck out of my like i don't give a fuck if you're here yeah and the the
1: whole process was just kind of like free child labor basically i remember they made us like clean the marquee change all of the lights in the marquee oh my god we had to clean the basement we had to sort through all of the costumes and stuff that they had in the basement we found dead bats down there i vividly remember
0: (laughs) i bet you do oh (laughs) The times where
1: I would do the lights and I would be standing up there and then I'd hear, skink, skink, and, like, the bat just, like, flying over. I'm like, Adam, Adam, the bat's up here. I'm, like, trying to speak into my mic really <laughs> yeah. quietly while they're singing Rocky Horror Picture Show down there. I'm like, ah! But, yeah, the Roxy was bananas. And... I think... I Okay, I remember where I bounced off because I just trailed off into the whole scandal with tangent, that. Tangent. Scandal tangent. Scandal tangent. But, um... Yeah, so, uh, with my experience at the Roxy, I Mm -hmm. could totally understand that, like, some of the musical theater kids could be super just, like,
0: I'm trained for
1: this, like, I I take classes.
0: I've seen it before, I get it, I understand.
1: But. But you gotta give these people a chance. Yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I kind of despised working with the choir kids Mm -hmm. in terms of just kind of being, like, oh, like. I mean he has a good voice but like he doesn't know his lines or he doesn't know right. he doesn't know how to block himself right because like uh, with the five of us and maybe would have like these small plays and then mm-hmm. large musicals with the like with the five of us i would always do it like our director was just like he'd be like memorize your lines by this date block yourselves i don't care
0: right because by that point you you've got it down you yeah. figure it out but like choir kids beautiful voice mm-hmm. but like god so help them when they try to have inflection on their lines you're like any sort of emotion emotion, dude (laughs) seriously
1: it is like I remember ah this kid Addison he played daddy warbucks when we did Annie and I was I was um oh my gosh why am I blanking on her name right now who was it
0: um, uh, the orphan I mean, the, woman. The orphanage woman. Oh, 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 uh Miss Hannigan? Yes, yes, I was
1: Miss Hannigan. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I had to pretend to be drunk on stage all the time. Awesome. But Daddy Warbucks, that dude, I don't know. Like, just like when he met Annie, I remember he was like, Oh, Annie. I <laughs> What's was like, dude. Up, Annie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, please, like, beautiful voice. Sing your heart out. You can hit right. those notes like no one else can. Right. But dear God. Try to show a little emotion. Just right. a little. Just a little bit. But, yeah, I could see I could see them getting upset. But at the same time, I was like, just give some of these people a chance. Yeah. Like, sometimes they can be good. Right. And when I didn't get either of those roles in yeah. either of yep. the plays, I was just like, fuck it. I'll be a journalism major now.
0: Good for you. And that's, and now we're here. <laughs> you know, we're here. You know what? When the two of us put on a musical. Oh, my God. That'll be fine. Every night I dream about American Idiot, dude. Every night <laughs> I, I have dream. No, idea. I literally <laughs> have my set design like, r- like right there in my desk. That is I'm so cute. Ready to go. I love it. So when we put on a musical, we will redeem ourselves. And you know what? Yeah. We can do it ourselves. See, because that's another thing I really wanted. One thing that I definitely wanted to try
1: was mm-hmm. um, organizing my own concert. No
0: way. Yeah, and I wanted
1: to do it with playwrights because uh-huh. I yeah. had interviewed playwrights first for my blog, and then I interviewed Gestalt because I work with the drummer's Ooh. girlfriend at uh-huh. JB's.
0: Yes, you told me this. Yeah, yes. she
1: and I are very close friends. Diana, love you. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they were like the second band I interviewed, and I was talking to them about it, and I was like, yo, I have these two friends, Troy and Micah. They're in a mm-hmm. band, and I think your guys' music would mesh so well together. Yeah. I said, I'd love to try and actually, before coronavirus, this was, like, in January or February, I was Mm -hmm. like, I would love to try and organize a concert with you guys and Lady Denim as well, Mm -hmm. because Gestalt had super close ties with Lady Denim, because they let, Lady Denim was going on tour, and they let Gestalt open for them two nights in a row. Wow. And I went to both of those nights, to be honest. absolutely. And, like, they're just very close. They always show up at the Gestalt shows and, like, mosh Mm -hmm. with everybody else. It's super funny. Um, So... I was like, I really want to do a show with, like, you three guys. And yeah. they were, like, 100% down. Which would be a
0: fucking awesome concert. Yeah,
1: and I was also, like, obviously I would want them to get paid. So, like, maybe, right. like, $5 a ticket or something. And, yeah. I mean, with Lady Denim and Gestalt, like, people are going to want to go they, to that yeah, show. Yeah,
0: they roll in for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, playwrights, that would also be super huge exposure for them. Yeah. And also love those guys. So I wanted to, like, do something with them as well. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah, it just... I don't know. It, it fell through, obviously, because of quarantine and everything and all of the venues shut down. But that's definitely something I've wanted to do is, like, some of that big organization, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, a concert or it's, like, a musical. Like, yeah. I I like being – sounds weird. I feel like – I don't know, like, Jeffrey Dahmer when I say I like being <laughs> in control of stuff like that. No, like, I, me too. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I just – it it would just be cool. I'd love to I'd love right. to like organize something that people can come to and just be like, "Oh my gosh, good music with a with a lineup of mm-hmm. local artists that I have either never heard before or like a lineup that I never thought would exist."
0: Absolutely, right now. I got to
1: go. Yeah, and that's why Battle of the Bands was cool because they would have like random artists pinned up against each other on the preliminary nights. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember I'm pretty sure for Micah's show on the fourth night for Playwrights, it was Mm -hmm. Playwrights first, and there was some, like, country band. Eston and the 86D. Yeah, and they were a very good country band, and they had a good following, too. And then just, like, I remember um, it was Hannah and the Cuddies, which was, um, they did a lot of covers, but it was very jazzy. They had a lot of kids from the jazz program at UNC there in the band. Um, And then the last one was jellyfish farm which is right specifically mod rock yeah yeah like super crazy math like math rock rock. kind of wild Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know like lineups like that just crazy ones Mm -hmm. like at a
0: festival basically like so freaking cool I love stuff like that and like I definitely get that (laughs) I mean I know you said like ooh all Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever but I get that because like I mean like we just talked about the two of us have experience like oh, well, I didn't get this part in this musical or, oh, like, I can't, you know, like, I don't have a band. So, um, like, I can't do that. Um, but being able to, you know, make this event that maybe other people like, oh, well, I love musical theater, but like, I can't be in them or like, I didn't get a part or whatever. It's like, you're bringing all these people together. And it's so much fun. And like, you gotta make it happen.
1: Yeah, like, I've had multiple thoughts where I want to start, like, my own improv group here.
0: <gasps> no way. I know, I know UNC has a oh, few. Yeah. I know they
1: have, like, Chaos Improv, I think, who actually friended me on Snapchat. Like, I remember, nice. like, last year, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I know any of you guys in here, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But I know they have that one, and then they have another one on campus. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, like, join one, or even, like, creating my own, I, I think, feel like would be super sick.
0: I think it's, like, um, what's, like, it's not what's your name. It's something like that. Yeah, and yeah, what's what's something? I don't know. No, exactly. Improv would be I'm down. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Let's love do improv.
1: I love I did improv in Nashville mm-hmm. when I was like going to high school and stuff, and I only did it for like a couple months. Yeah. Just because like driving from where I live to Nashville was actually like, oh my
0: mm-hmm. god. So yes. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah, like I just love the improv stuff. I love doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Also, stand up comedy, why not give it a try? Do it. Why not? Why not? I feel like everybody has so many crazy stories. I have so many stupid, crazy stories about my family. Like I could make a setup. Why not? But I just like, I don't know. Recently, I've been wanting to like reach out more and do stuff like that. Do it. Like I just, I feel like I'm like, again, like it goes back to the art where you're reaching for something high and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can like create that or not. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know if I can like actually set up a whole concert or be able to like set up an improv group, or do stand-up, or stuff like that, but why not try at this point? Do it. What else do I have to lose?
0: <laughs> I mean, I've gotten to the point where, like, I used to care... So- I think we've talked about this, too. Like, mm-hmm. I used to care so much, and now I'm like... I mean, if you want to do it, just do it. Yeah. And do it for you, not for anybody else. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I definitely... Oh, man. But...
1: Oh, just acting and stuff like that. It's one of those things where I know it'll, it'll have to be again, a side hustle. Like I don't think I'd be able to like live off of that, but, um, because I'm pretty sure the waitressing job that I have now will pay. It's like paying me way more than I will ever get for an acting career. Right.
0: I know. That's <laughs> as, sad as it sounds.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even my parents now, they're like, oh, our daughter's a journalist. So she's probably going to live with us till she's 30. And I'm right. like, no. no I'm going to
0: hope there's something better. Right. And I mean, like, I, I did the, I tried doing the chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. I did the criminal justice thing for a while. Yeah. And I was like. But like, I really just love film, so let me do like yeah. English and film, which, of course, like God bless me if I find a <laughs> job. But I mean, you gotta do what you love, and I know that. Like, you know, yeah, living with your parents is like fucking not 30. not that bad. Hey, yeah. you get spaghetti. Your you mom get makes spaghetti, spaghetti mm-hmm. and you also get to perform. So exactly, it's a win-win.
1: I definitely, and also, it's just it's easier to have classes. For stuff that you're actually into.
0: Because then you don't feel that when you wake up in the morning. You're like, God, I hate my life. Yeah. I'm just not going to go to class. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, when I first came here with the journalism major, my minor was Japanese.
0: Because... You told me about this. Yeah.
1: Because I remember my uncle was saying he worked with, like, a company that basically made an app where big restaurants can keep their recipes in. Okay. So, like, if you wanted to know how to make, like, chicken and waffles from cheddars or whatever like you can just look that up there okay and they had like some they had some restaurants and he was working there for a while um I don't know if he's still working there now but I remember him telling me he was like there are like three guys in his entire company that speak Japanese and Mm -hmm. they get paid like four times more than he ever will okay because like Japanese is such a hard language to learn as much of the other Asian languages so um I was just kind of like, okay, I'll try it. And my roommate in Lauren, mm-hmm. in Lawrenson Hall, mm-hmm. she was actually a Japanese minor with a communications major. Okay. And granted, no offense, Brittany, she was a total weeb. So like, she fit into yeah, the okay. scenario a lot more than I did. Right. Because like, I mean, she would watch Korean soap operas in the morning and like cry. And I thought, and I would remember like sitting there putting on my makeup while she's sobbing on her bed. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like, I thought you were taking Japanese. Like, how? Long fuck do you know korean how do you know what they're saying right now unless you have subtitles on but yeah i don't know she got me into it and also my uncle so i was like sure i'll try it and i was in it for probably up until my last semester sophomore year Mm -hmm. and i was just like fuck it can't do it at first it was easy the 100 level courses obviously were easy right but then as soon as you got into the 200 level oh my goodness the professor only spoke japanese in class And Uh, I was like, I was one of the two people who didn't go to Japan with like a host family over the summer. Right. Which immediate advantage. Yeah, exactly. Or like I had never been to Japan. Yeah. So then I was just kind of like, okay, well I'm screwed because now all of these people understand what she's saying. So Mm -hmm. she's not repeating herself. Right. And then I'm just kind of over here trying to pick out like the colors red and blue from what she's saying right Uh now. So, um, yeah, it just got to the point where I was working more on that than I was on my actual major. And I just could not do it
0: that's no and that's so much that's so much to keep up with and yeah and like and then if you're dreading to go to class because one like it's not your favorite thing two you don't even understand half the shit they're saying yeah like god this is way too much
1: yeah and it's just like at first I was very passionate about it in terms of like wanting to learn it yeah being like oh this is cool people say it's cool that I'm learning Japanese I want to actually learn it but Yeah, over time, I just like totally lost that passion and it, it just became like a huge headache for me. So mm-hmm. then I dropped it and that's how I got the criminal justice minor. Yeah. But yeah, it just like it, it does. Like it really sours your mood when like you wake up for a day and you're like, oh, I have Japanese today at one. Gosh. Here, here we go. Here we like go. make sure I filled out my worksheet or whatever, make mm-hmm. sure I did my vocabulary words. Yeah. It's like, gosh. I thought it'd be like normal because I took Latin in high school. and I thought Latin was, I mean, obviously I was super close with the professor that yeah. I have for Latin. So like, I thought it was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I was like, I know all of this shit. Ready to go. Yeah. And college is way different. They say you're preparing you in high school, but they're not.
0: They're not. They don't they're know not. shit. Yeah, They don't know
1: shit. College is so much easier as opposed to going to the same classes every day and having to do all of that homework in one night. Right. It's easier to, like, have a class every other day. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And then you're not going completely insane. I mean, everything in college is insane anyway, so, like, what's one more thing on top of that?
1: No, exactly. Yeah. I... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that, like... I'm just hoping that all of this, like, quarantine stuff... I mean, it sounds like it's all going to end soon. Right. Which, I mean, is hopeful i feel like that's giving everyone a lot of hope in terms because everyone's been stuck inside right like um the place where i work at is the waitress jv's Mm -hmm. um we're opening our we opened our dining room today actually and everyone has been so excited about it because i think they're just so damn tired of like being inside right and i totally get it um and so i'm hoping that like this stuff like lets up soon so that way we can have more shows Mm -hmm. And we can start going to, like, Red Rocks again. Because I know a lot of people that are super upset that, like, the main concert season is, mm-hmm. like, basically canceled. Right. Which, it sucks. Because, like, venues like Red Rocks and other stuff, like, they live off of concert festivals where, like, EDM artists show up. They have, like, mm-hmm. um, Dead Rocks where, like, people stay there for, like, two or three days. Yeah. And stuff. And that brings in a lot of money. Because I, I remember I did a story... Um, On rave culture for one of my classes. Oh, wait, so cool. Yeah, it was like, it was a feature story. So I had to be like, you know, pick, um, pick like a group or a person that like, you're not really in touch with Mm -hmm. and try to like, kind of. Hone in on that. Yeah. So that's what I did. I picked my friend Krista, who I worked with at JB's, and she's a super huge rave person. She goes to raves all the time. Cool. She loves EDM music, all she listens to, basically, and she's a very sweet soul. I love Krista. Mm -hmm. And so um, I interviewed her about a lot of stuff, and I remember her telling me that she was in a lot of Facebook Messenger groups with people that, like, I don't know, just, like, liked a certain artist, like, Bass Nectar or, or something. And they would be, like, she said, yeah, they'd be from all over the country or all over the world because it's Facebook. Uh-huh. And they would still come to Red Rocks, to Colorado, specifically wow. to go see them in Red Rocks or just to, like, be in Colorado. That's cool. Yeah, so, like, Colorado is essentially, like, like the Midwestern
0: American home For, like, EDM music. Okay. Didn't know. Like, I'm not all up into the EDM scene or whatever. But, like, I respect that. Like, I know a bunch of concerts, a bunch of venues and everything. that Mm -hmm. just waves of people will come in, like, for the festivals and just camp out there for, like, a weekend or however long it is. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. And it brings
1: in so much revenue. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And, like, the thing is. EDM is a very broad spe- spectrum now because I remember like EDM when I was in middle school or high school was like strictly like Skrillex. Right. You were like, this is EDM dubstep. Exactly. Like, but then now like, I mean, there's people like Louis the Child. There's people like Grizz, um, Alice in Wonderland. And they're just like artists that um, don't have the same heavy feel, I guess, as like something about Skrillex where it's like, you know, like, I don't know how to put it where it's like, uh, it just sounds like all these like weird mechanical sounds that obviously aren't human, and you're just kind of like, yeah. wah, 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 wah. you're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> like, little
0: little scary. Yeah, like that?
1: triggers your fight or flight. You are like should cool. I stay or should I go? Yeah. But um, now it's becoming a lot more fluid. Especially Louis the Child has beautiful songs that I'll like, them out. yeah, they can be like very upbeat and like they can sound like I don't know, robot-y, I guess like yeah. EDM-y, but at the same time, like they can be very soothing and they can just like sound really cool. Um, FKJ is another good one. I wouldn't okay. consider them strictly EDM, mm-hmm. but there's like, I'd have to say, there's probably at least 25 to 35 different subgenres of EDM and dubstep at this point. Okay. Or dubstep, I even would consider a subgenre of EDM okay. itself. Okay. But like, there's so many different subgenres that, like, I feel like FKJ fits freaking somewhere in there, but they're very good too. Very soothing, calming. Um, But yeah, it's a broad spectrum, and yeah, I don't know. Now that all of the shit is closed, it's just like it's concert season. People were really expecting that like, since school was out, summer's here, it's nice weather, they're going to go... Get sunburned at Red Rocks while they're watching right. someone perform. And now it just kind of, I mean, it sucks it's not happening. And especially for the venues. Because yeah, I saw, like, even Eli, he had to do a GoFundMe for mm-hmm. the Moxie. Because, I mean, they had to cancel all of their shows in, like, April and May.
0: Which hurts a oh, lot. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. Especially for a local. Like, Red Rocks, I'm sure, it could sustain itself for God mm-hmm. knows how long.
0: That'll be fine. But, like, places like the Moxie. <sighs> yeah, dude. And
1: it sucks. And also, I was looking at the GoFundMe because I did a story on it. For one of my final projects this past mm-hmm. semester and it's just phenomenal seeing the community give back yeah and that's just again going back to local music that's just not a connection that you would find with any other like venue or company right like just the community wanting to help out and like the messages that they left for eli for the moxie just being like it's time for us to give back you give us so many good shows like I feel like there's way a way more sense of respect in terms of like these local venues putting that together, right. as opposed to like Red Rocks. Where I feel like people kind of take uh, take for granted. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful area, beautiful area, and people like yeah, they go there for the music and stuff. But like, I remember I saw Mac DeMarco there,
0: and ah, yes. mm-hmm. uh,
1: like just the way Red Rocks is built, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. It's like. Anyone who would recommend like who I had to recommend a venue to, I would one hundred percent say Red Rocks. Yeah, you have to see a show at Red Rocks before you
0: die. I have to go. I still have to go.
1: Yeah, really? Have you not been to a show at Red Rocks? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep my eye out because I we're gonna go. There's a very nice app. There's a here's a plug, not sponsored. Very nice (laughs) app. It's called Song Kick, Song and Kick. Um, basically, it'll scan whether you use apple music or spotify or whether it has like your um access to your music library that you already have downloaded on your phone i have something similar yeah it'll literally just scan all of that and then it'll show um you'll follow all of those artists that it finds Mm -hmm. it'll give you updates for oh like green day is doing a show on this day here yeah because you can put in like locations that you'll be around and everything Mm -hmm. and so that is so nice, just being able. Like sometimes I wake up, like as soon as I wake up to my alarm, I get a you notification get being notification. like, yeah, just being like the foreigner, just being like foreigner is going on tour, and I'm like,
0: what? Okay, Thanks. I have <laughs> also not sponsored, but I wish. Um, I use Bands in Town, so I was like basic, Bands in Town, basically oh, like the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely, that's so neat. Yeah. Oh. So okay, we're on the lookout. We're on the lookout for Red Rocks concert. We're gonna go. We're gonna. Have that life-changing venue for me, please. Uh, it's yeah.
1: just—it's beautiful seeing the city behind it. It's—I don't know—it's bananas. I. I miss live shows so much, and I know a lot of people do. But you know what's actually, what is actually very interesting is the fact that people are doing, like, the online shows now.
0: Which is cool, like the live streaming shows. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, they call it couch surfing, or <laughs> awesome. couch concerts or something couch like concerts, that. concerts, yeah. Yeah, dude, like, it is so cool. I love that kind of stuff. And I also, I mean, like, it's just neat that they're finding this platform and finding uses for this platform that no one else has seen before until you were pushed to this situation and then it became like whoa now you can actually like buy like concert tickets that you can just like
0: sit at home exactly which is so cool
1: yeah yeah and it it's super it's super neat again it totally sucks that like they can't perform live right but I think it gave me a lot of hope in the sense that like they still really wanted to perform live Mm -hmm. and this is the next best thing. Right. And I remember bandwagon did a really cool article on it where like they interviewed some local artists and they were like, dude, like I've made more money just like sitting on my couch playing for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. than having to like lug all of my stuff into the car, drive to a venue like I can just do this from home and NPR was doing that too where they did the tiny desks but tiny desk from home right Uh,
0: Mm ah so neat so cool so neat and I love NPR I think honestly like I know myself and many other filmmakers and just like artists in general um it was kind of a wake-up call or like definitely like a motivator because you know you get stuck in the same like sort of you get stuck in a rut it's sort of like same situation all the time and this being like well shit like I can't go out and film something with a bunch of people or I can't go perform or something I mean as much as it does suck as soon as this is over like there's gonna be so (sighs) much ready to go because people have been writing or people have been making music or writing their music and I mean it does suck but it's definitely kind of a motivator to like well, we kind of took this for granted a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. So no,
1: exactly. I can't
0: I can't wait to see as soon as all of this is over. No, yeah. What's going on.
1: I'm definitely excited in terms of, because like you said, this has given people time to like really stew in their like creative juices. Right. And, and it's so weird saying creative juices. Creative, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: creative juices.
1: But my thing is like, that's why I love like, like um when we went to Colorado Springs mm-hmm. and it was just like the four of us hanging out and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I know we were doing that for like um, the NPR Tiny Desk audition, right. but like even though we had that mission, it was so cool to just be able to talk to other fellow creatives
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like get ideas. Like when we talked about the music video for Playwrights, like exactly, it's one of those things where yeah, you can think about it all you want, mm-hmm. but like having another person that like you look up to in terms of like creativity and like what it, they do, yeah, ideas exactly. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm really excited because I've been doing a lot of that, obviously, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how that will unfold once everything like, you know, opens back up again. And
0: we're going to be so excited to do it that we're just like all, oh, yeah. all into All it. in,
1: all in. And I mean, like, I mean, the the big celebrities, like the big artists, of course, they have studios in
0: their house. So they right. So they're doing stuff anyway. Oh yeah. yeah they've
1: been making music. They have. I mean, like, I mean, I guess not even big artists, like smaller ones that have just like the equipment that you need in order to like record and mix and everything. They have that at their house. So it's right at their fingertips. Yeah. So people have been like recording and making music at the same time too. But like, ah, once everything gets out, the amount of, I'm pretty sure like the amount of like collaborations we'll see, the amount of like crazy music videos we'll see. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just pumped. I yeah. didn't even I honestly didn't really think about like the whole stewing and like the creative juices thing necessarily. Creative
0: juices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Highlight
1: that. But I didn't necessarily think about that. But like, yeah, I mean shit, I'm doing it. Like literally yeah. I was like I could not fall asleep last night and I was like, All right, I'm gonna draw this logo for Cocomp, and I'm just like trying to like doodle shit on my iPad so at four cool. AM. Yeah. Yeah. So it's
0: just oh it's exciting i can't i can't wait i can't wait plus i mean top secret sort of i don't know top secret for whoever's still listening at this point <laughs> we have a music video in the works possibly oh, yes. for playwrights we can't wait yeah um
1: i'm so i'm, I'm so, so ready i'm so excited that they approached me about that cuz mm-hmm. again like we talked about music videos this is something that i definitely want to try yeah and The idea of like, um, cause I mean, Micah just sent me the song and he was just like, Hey, like, we want you to make a music video for this possibly. What are you gonna do? And so it just got to the point where I was, um, I don't know, like, (laughs) at this point, like, I remember I, at one point, I turned all my lights off and I just played the song on a speaker, like, in my house and I just, like, played it really loud and I Mm -hmm. just, like, sat there, closed my eyes and I tried to, like, think of stuff. And it's just exciting to think that, like, um, the boys and playwrights, they gave me the song, and they were like, we kind of want this, this, and this. But, like, for the most part, I have my creative freedom. Right. Which, I mean, in the long run, if I want to do something like that with my career, I'd have to be, like, a freelance person. Right. Which is hard because you bounce from job to job, and there's no certainty that you'll have one job after one's mm-hmm. finished. But, um, but that's the that's how you get creative freedom is like being able, like someone likes you for your work and they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's put you to the test with this. Yeah. So I think this is like a really good start, really good try to like, Mm -hmm. get me going. And I'm, Oh, I'm super excited. Jasmine and I hooked up about this a while ago. We, We are so freaking ready. I'm, I'm so stoked to meet up and talk about this and like, Put everything on the big whiteboard. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to create anything, you need a big whiteboard. Go
0: out, buy a whiteboard, change your life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what you got to do. I need a whiteboard. I have a tiny whiteboard. I need a big ass whiteboard. Oh, yeah, dude.
1: You need to. Target. Target. 10 bucks. Got to go to Target. Telling you. Telling you. That's awesome. But what's
0: coming up. We're excited. I'm absolutely stoked. I cannot wait. Yes. Ugh. So, I mean, okay. Definitely longest episode I've had so far. Really? I, oh, I know yeah. I talked so much. No, I'm no, so no, sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry. This, we could. Gavin and I could probably talk for like two hours straight about this, and I wouldn't even stop it.
1: There's a lot of facets we could explore together. Yeah. In ter- I mean, like, we already did a lot of exploring for the musical theater and theater stuff, like, we're right. on our way to Colorado Springs. Right. So, uh,
0: just. We have. We're going to chef's kiss we are gonna have you know we're definitely gonna have to have a part two episode yeah. absolutely um yeah, we're just gonna have like a one once a month episode yeah the next one can be like a conspiracy
1: episode we can talk about Dude, like alien conspiracy theories uh,
0: i love conspiracy podcasts that's literally
1: all i listen I know. to uh,
0: okay conspiracy <sighs> you know what yeah. absolutely grand idea all right
1: street style cinema is also conspiracy theorists Ooh
0: everything street style cinema anything you want absolutely conspiracy theories aliens (laughs) musical theater hot takes anything you want hot takes spill the tea sis spill the tea sis all right and of course to finally end (laughs) um question time absolutely music recommendation or band or both tv recommendation movie recommendation okay band
1: recommendation
0: hmm i'm
1: gonna skip that one right now
0: all right we'll uh, tv
1: back. show recommendation it popped into my head automatically i've been binging supernatural yes. like crazy yes. um i watched it a lot when i was a kid and i actually got my dad into it believe no it or way. not yeah so like i was um it was I was younger at the time I think like beginning of high school was when I got into it and I was binging it a lot and that was my dad's way of like kind of connecting with me cool even though that's not necessarily his show he really likes like Sam and Dean Winchester that's cute he thinks (laughs) that they're like I mean especially Dean because Dean's like you know bro loves cheeseburgers, uh jokes all the time so like a lot of times now that like I watch the show back a lot of Dean reminds me of my dad which is like really weird yeah because like you know Dean's hot, and my dad is my dad. But anyways. But like, uh, it's like the personality.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I've just been binging the shit out of that. And cool. I stopped around like season seven, when like, I guess things weren't too up in the air, because the thing is, with Supernatural that bugs me is... They, they kill off a character and you're crying because that character's dead uh-huh. and not two episodes later they're back somehow
0: they're, back, they're alive so, yeah. yeah you're like wow again i just i cried for no reason yeah. Just
1: the boys sacrificing each other for the other until both of them just like end up in hell who right. knows but um yeah highly recommend that show yes. it's it's just funny there are, even if you're not like super into like the scary stuff I love scary movies and yeah. shit like that so even if you're not into the scary stuff just the funny things all like it just you fall in love with the characters there's exactly. 15 freaking seasons this has been going on far too long oh, but so how can much, you not love them at that point
0: so much that's so cool you got your dad into it i mean of course the only interaction that i've had with your dad was over the phone the other day <laughs> and i only insist on being called lady, <laughs> Ja-Ja, for lady rest, jaja for the rest of my life but anyway <laughs> Let's hear your movie recommendation. <laughs> okay. um, Movie
1: recommendation. Hmm. Let's see. Gosh. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I'm putting her on the spot. Gosh, dude. I, like, makes me feel so bad I want to say John Wick 3. <laughs> like, it makes me feel like, so bad. <laughs> I
0: love John Wick 3. For the listeners, she dressed up as John Wick for Halloween. (laughs) She adores John Wick. I freaking...
1: I honestly can't tell at this point if it's either I love John Wick or if I love Keanu Reeves. Both. They're both unproblematic. They're both God-fearing gentlemen at this point. I love them both. Right. Um, But John Wick 3, I mean, (laughs) I love John Wick. (laughs) I... If you had asked me that question honestly two years ago, I probably would have said a clockwork orange, which probably would have scared the shit out of you. So
0: <laughs> we hey, love clockwork. <laughs> I have I have an ultraviolence shirt in my closet. Uh, one of my favorite shirts. Love clockwork orange. Clockwork orange is so good. Yeah. Actually, I just watched sorry. This you know what? I don't even care at this point. I watched, um, have you heard of American Satan? movie no it's um yeah so I've been really connecting with my like metalcore emo fucking music this week I just love it have nothing else but um Andy Beerzak from Black Veil Brides <gasps> um, he's also an actor and he acted in this movie American Satan and it has um shit Malcolm McDowell is that his name from Clockwork Orange
1: yeah, I think yes.
0: so. He plays Satan in American Satan. He was phenomenal. I couldn't even begin to comprehend how phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh. Yeah. Like the classiest, oh. classiest Satan you could ever have. You I'm know? freaking sure. Anyway. that Yeah, there's my side note. But Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I don't know. Like Everybody needs to see it at movies, least once. Movies. I,
1: Picking a movie recommendation is so hard because there are tons of good ones. Like, uh, gosh, I'm breaking the system right now. Swiss Army Man is also fantastic to me. I love... Daniel Radcliffe in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the turn from him being Harry Potter for literally so long to him being a dead man that farts across the water is
0: the funniest (laughs) shit to me. The funniest shit to me. (laughs) He has some some crazy roles nowadays. Yeah, like like the woman in black and everything. Like, I never expected him to be
1: in a horror movie like that, Mm -hmm. ever.
0: But, you know, I I love it when actors, especially, like, from a super well-known established series, like, finally, like series ends and then they really break out of that just to see what roles they take so cool daniel radcliffe especially being one of them for sure
1: no that even reminds me back to supernatural their dad um jeffrey dean morgan Mm -hmm. and how they not gonna spoil anything but basically he went on to the walking dead okay i haven't watched the walking dead yeah he plays this dude negan total asshole total asshole and don't get me wrong the character, like, the dad that he played for the Winchesters, John Winchester, he played that in Supernatural, and he was still kind of an asshole, yeah. but more of, like, an ethical, like, mo- like you know, morality's important, asshole. Right. But, dude, in Dead, it's complete ass. fucking 360. Like, he's awesome. just, like, the worst dude you could think of. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching it, and I, like, he first appeared, and, like, he made his character known in the series, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like. I loved you. Like, I thought you were, like, a cool dad in The Supernatural, and now look at you. Completely. Yeah, complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy.
0: And finally, (laughs) your band or music or both recommendation. Um, I said, these are all so hard to answer, and I know this, but, like, I just want to hear it all.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, at least it's not, like, your favorite, because I feel like the favorite would be way harder than just being like, oh, I recommend this. Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel a little safe because I did list off a lot of bands earlier that like, like local bands that I definitely wanted to bring up. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who I've been listening to recently that just like, gosh, oh no, (laughs) No. no. you're gonna have to
0: cut out this pause (laughs) for a while. She's back on the spot. Gosh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, no we're not we're not cutting out this pause I I'm just going yeah. to wait <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah Well yeah I'll sing the jeopardy music <laughs> I think um I'm trying to think of I mean your music genre taste is just so wide but like yeah it's
1: it's uh, I, I, I always feel like I want to pick a song or a band that like kind of like solidifies who I am as a person. Right. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But at the same time, again, it's wide and everybody has different preferences. So like, if I recommend like some country bumpkin band to you,
0: you'll be like, what the
1: fuck are you? Like, who are you right now? Um, gosh, I'd have to say, oh no. (laughs) It's it's hard. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> um. Honestly, at first I was gonna recommend the band Ducktails. I think Ducktails is very good, but I hold think on.
0: I've never even I've never even heard of Ducktails.
1: I think it's Ducktails. I think that's the band. They're they're very good, but I don't know if I want to put that in there because I'm pretty sure the singer has like some sex allegations against him. What, so
0: what genre is this? Oh gosh, it's like
1: um, gentle. She like is, she's waving her arm. <laughs> I don't I, I'm feeling the aura around me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like um I'm trying to think of a band that would kind of like tame and paula. Okay. Where it's like, you All know, right. the gentle, but like still kind of rocky. Yes. Like still heavy in the instrumentals, but yeah. it's not fuck, it's not as heavy. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just really just tearing into it. Karen into Gavin right now. Uh Oh my gosh. I don't
1: know. I'd have to say, I think one band that truly, (laughs) truly 100% solidifies, Mm -hmm. um, just who I am as a person. Uh, and this is a huge shout out to my parents right now. Um, it's the band, it's the band Cake. I love cake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I love cake. Every time I say that to someone, they're like, like the food. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: No, I love cake. Okay. No. Shout out to your parents. Yeah. yeah. They, that's like our family band,
1: dude. Like That's so good. The first show I ever saw at Red Rocks was actually cake when I was like 12 or 13. Very cool. Every time we go to a cake show, my parents and I, we buy like a shit ton of fake mustaches because they have a song called Mustache Man. Yes. And so, yeah, that's we'll so hand cute. out fake mustaches and like yeah. everybody just, they're always like, I remember like we walked out of Red Rocks and we passed by a group of people wearing their mustaches and so they were like, eh, they're like That's drunk as shit 20 year olds, awesome. like, eh. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think that really solidifies That's I guess who I who I am. It's it's not like, you know, fun, pop, hippie new band, but yeah. like a lot of their stuff is like very powerful. And they're new not their newest album I guess it's pretty old showroom of compassion mm-hmm. has to be one of my favorite albums of all time the, f- the flow of it and going from fun songs like sick of you all the way to like the depressing ass no lyric instrumental teenage pregnancy
0: yeah just it just makes so you so
1: wide range yeah. it makes you think and they just I'm a slut for bands that use really strange instruments Mm -hmm. and they really like using the trumpet, which I think is super awesome for a rock, rock rockish band, I guess that they are. And at the same time, they also use the hell out of a Vibra Slap, which props to the boys. God
0: bless. I am a whore for a Vibra (laughs) Slap. Exactly.
1: And gosh, just, yeah, they've been in my life for God knows how long. My parents just like really loved them. So it rubbed off on me. And I guess that just has to be my go-to. It's just a For really sure. fun like band to listen to when you're on a road trip yeah. or I don't know just like hanging around drinking a beer or whatever. I, I sound like a dad grilling out on the barbecue yes. in your
0: sneakers. G- Gavin is a dad. <laughs> yes. But yeah. No, shout out to like, my parents. That's a good answer. I th- I definitely have them in a road trip playlist. Oh, absolutely.
1: You yeah. got to. They're a good
0: band. Very Best vibes. very calm. That's vibes. Be- dad vibes. <laughs> No, I love that. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on this episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Those so excited. We're gonna have a part two.
1: Oh yes, please. I literally nothing is like I haven't been on a podcast before, so I was a little nervous about like coming on and just being like. That's why I. Asked, that's why I asked for the bottle, of, like the glass of wine. So <laughs> right. I was just like, okay, I want to make sure that, like, exactly, I'm not just being like, yeah, it was cool. You know, like just yeah. kind of like not talking and then it probably kind of spiraled into me just like rambling. So No,
0: that was that's exactly I need these stories. These <laughs> prime time hot take adventure filled stories. And yes. like definitely I know mean, we're like oh, off the record, like a bottle of wine. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. bottle of wine. We did it. We yes. did it. <laughs> and made it ten ten times just crazy stories I told you this
1: would be chaotic as hell so I love, I I love chaotic,
0: I love chaotic exactly but my favorite kinds of things
1: yeah well, I would I, I love this thank you
0: part two coming soon conspiracy theories <laughs> more hot takes more music recommendations absolutely yeah, yeah. um Gatton and I are just starting a band at this point so. oh yeah
1: we're just gonna start a whole creative collective so
0: I think that'd be fun
1: follow lady Jaja on instagram <laughs> lady lady gaja lady. that c- that could be our like ship name
0: lady gaja oh lady my god
1: gaja. all right we're, we're starting are, a band
0: <laughs> we, are, we are lady gaja um t- okay before we before we finish i know i've said before we finish, like five times <laughs> um tell tell the listeners where they can find your blog find your instagram find your everything
1: okay absolutely um So, you can, I'm, a lot, a lot of me is on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at carpe don't. Love that, by the way.
0: Um, little play on words. Carpe diem, carpe don't, seize Mm. the don't. Uh, Seize seize the don't. (laughs)
1: Literally thought about that in eighth grade and have not had the balls to change it since. So
0: No, honestly,
1: don't. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then also my blog is called Baggage Claim. It's a self-run blog basically by... Me and me alone, I guess. A um, mm-hmm. little bit on the fence right now because I'm transferring everything over to Squarespace from right. Wix. But yeah, um, eventually, within hopefully the next week or two, mm-hmm. you'll be able to just look up baggage claim cool. on Squarespace and you'll be able to find my blog. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: normally I just post like... Um, a lot of it will be like news about local art, like once concerts start picking up where yep. you can find um, basically a calendar of like local events and everything so that way the people in the music scene can stick together as well as um sometimes I like to do album reviews on artists that I really like or um songs of the week are really cool I pick a song and like I talk about like a story behind it and stuff and a lot of it's really cheesy it's low key like a diary but I love that I I talk like Goddamn sailor in it. To be honest with you, love that complete complete non professionalism. Um, I always try to open it up to discussions mm-hmm. to see how other people feel. Um, I also interview local bands on that sh- on that website as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, I just uh, hopefully once things start picking up again, I'll be able to take more photos, put those on there, and yeah, just a way for local people to get together be able to find shows find artists and find
0: people to support right now i'm gonna go i'm gonna go all over your fucking discussion boards (laughs) i'm gonna comment on every single one thank you absolutely
1: (laughs) we need that we need that motivation and we need that um we need that participation right now for sure
0: absolutely so everybody go participate on gavin's blog yes absolutely yes Uh, thank you thank thank you. you gavin And we will see you guys for our conspiracy theory episode next time.
1: (laughs) Bye.